Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard, along with Tracy Holsclaw. We're here live this morning taking your calls about anything to do with real estate, especially real estate investing. If you want to get involved in the program this morning, the number here is 864-235-9405. It's raining. We made it through the snow. The schools got canceled. My kids were stoked. Everything's almost melted. Getting ready for Christmas. Got Christmas parties today. Tracy, you don't have a Christmas party today, do you? No, not today. Not today? No. I saw some mountains of snow yesterday still in some parking lots. Really? In Greer. Well, when they pile pile up, it takes longer for them to melt. Yeah, that's right up the road from here. I went by, where was it? might have been North Pleasantburg. I don't remember. But anyway, I looked over and I see this parking lot with all this big mountains of snow and a grocery buggy just kind of peeking out of it. So apparently, yeah, it was sitting there when it started or when they, whatever they or piled they it up. they pushed it into the pile. Uh, yeah, they may have pushed it in the pile, yeah. So they're missing them. When they counted the buggies, one, two, three, four, five. Hold hold, hold on, let me start over. One, two, three, four. Oh, wait, we're missing a buggy over here. They don't, you know, in the north, they don't call them buggies. They're called shopping carts. Yeah, shopping carts. Yeah, and I told you about the time I went to Manhattan. I went to Manhattan, and we had the place for the whole week, and we went down to the grocery store to grab some food so we could cook in the place that we had for the whole week when we went up to see the the new baby that Jan had. Yeah. That was years ago. The 300-square-foot apartment. Yeah, it was 300 square foot. I think it cost like two, two grand a, a week or something on Airbnb, and they had an extra week, so we went up. and So we went down to the grocery store. And walked in the door, and the first thing I did is I looked around, I'm like, where's the buggies? And then I looked down the aisles and realized, even if I had a buggy, they wouldn't fit down the aisle. So us boys from um, upstate South Carolina didn't know that in Manhattan, nobody knows what a buggy is. And But I did go to a real estate function while I was there. So what do they do without a buggy? You just walk through and you just buy whatever will fit in your arms? If you can't and you carry it back. Well, they had the little baskets. Uh-huh. They had the little handheld basket. But then if you can't carry it, you can't take it because you're walking back to your home. And it won't fit in your house anyway. There's not enough house to I know. fit that many groceries in. I mean, you only have like two or three days worth of TP. It's like a I tiny mean, house. Not, you're going to run out of TP in every couple, three or four days. Yeah, it's like a tiny house. It is. It's like a tiny house stacked on top of a bunch of other tiny houses beside a bunch of other tiny houses. Yeah, millions of tiny houses in New York and yeah. Manhattan. Yeah, that cost a lot of money. But anyway, yeah. I don't get talking about that. Oh, I did go to the I Empire State understand. Building to the, to the to the real estate meeting. Oh, that, yeah? That How trip. was that? The meeting? Yeah. The, the meeting was pretty good. Some of the folks could tell I wasn't from there. I don't know how they could tell. I think it was your accent. They asked me, you know, when they introduced everybody, when I stood up and said, hi, I'm Jason, just boom, their ears perked up. I didn't sound like they sounded. I didn't talk funny like they do. That happens to me when I go to other places. You become, you're kind of a novelty. You know, when we've been in California, when we were in Europe, it's like, whoa, the freaks are here. I saw on Facebook (laughs) that one year ago you were in Europe. So it's been a whole year since you were there. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting the Facebook memories are popping up. The memories showing yeah. when I was. Yeah, yeah. That was a weird month for me. Yeah, you had to work 15 extra minutes a day. Yeah, I had to cover for <laughs> two of you, so that took an extra 15 minutes a day of work. If you can leave Sam next time, 
then that'll cut my workload down to about five minutes a day. Because Sam does way more than you do. Yeah, he does. You know, he is he is really, 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 you know, doubled up on the on the on the work that's rel- everything's relative. He I mean, is, and he is my relative. Yeah, he is your relative, and everything's relative. It's like if if you're like if you're the tallest midget, you know what I mean. You're 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 tall, but if you're the if you're the just a normal midget around other people, you're short. See see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm. So I'm picking up what you're laying down. Anyway, if you want to get involved and to get us focused on real estate investing or real estate, eight six four two three five nine four zero five to call in. That's eight six four. Two three five nine four zero five. I'm Jason Dillard, Tracy Holtzclaw. You can go to my website, jasondillard.com, or you can get in touch with me by calling our phone number, 864-444-7650. We borrow money from folks in their retirement accounts. We buy and sell real estate, and we manage property for only 50 bucks a month. So if you've got some single-family houses that you want to keep or you've kept and you're tired of dealing with the uh, um, three T's, the tenants, toilets, and trash. Give us a call. We'll be glad to explain how we manage property for folks for 50 bucks a month. We manage them the same way that we manage the stuff we own. So if you want us to treat your property like we treat our property, then give us a call at 864-444-7650. Um, we're always looking for houses. My goodness, we had our meeting again this week. I know you missed the meeting. It's hard for you to get there by nine. That's why you miss our meeting that we have on Fridays with the acquisition guy and the, the, uh, the sales guy and the project manager guy and the office staff people that come in and me that focus on what we're flipping and everything that we're doing. And you nine o'clock is so early. It is. That's super early, but I had a legitimate excuse yesterday. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I went to court. You had to wear clothes and everything. Oh, I yeah. mean, like on your feet, clothes no, no, on your feet. No, I, they they were fine with my flip flops. They gave you permission. Well, they didn't. They didn't say anything. It was magistrate court. It was summary court. Summary magistrate. Yeah, it wasn't federal court. Well, what, I wonder why they call it summary court instead of magistrate court. Is they just want it to be quicker? Just give me a summary of what's going on here. First, the earth cooled. Then the dinosaurs came. <laughs> I have no idea why they. Call it summary court. I'm and sure. the Arabs started driving around in Mercedes Benzes. Whoa, what's going on with my headphones here? What, what do you got? You having technical difficulty? It, oh, the sound was going in and out when the I wiggled the cord. The only thing you can drive is that car, that new car you got. We haven't even talked about the new car. This faster than the old car? I know why it's faster. Oh, yeah. I know why it's faster. I figured it out. You did? Yeah, it's white. Is that why it's faster? Well, think about it. It if cuts it, through the air quicker than the black Well, one? when the sun hits something that's white, yeah. it reflects. Yeah. When sun hits something that's black, it absorbs. So all that absorbed sunlight was heavier. Whoa. If it's lighter, it goes faster. This is deep. I mean, that's why I wear white shirts in the summer so that I can not be as hot. Mm. And I wear dark clothes in the winter why so I can that? be warmer. Why didn't I know this years ago? I should have been going it's, faster all along. It's kind of like the McDonald's car. You know? The McDonald's car. You know, the NASCAR, McDonald's car that has the M on the front. I don't watch it. I don't know. You know, you know you've seen the McDonald's car. I'm, it's got I'm the sure M on the I have, front. Yeah. If they would turn that M around, it'd be way more aerodynamic. Oh, because the air is catching the air. <laughs> that, that M, that, that, that golden arch is catching the air because it's turned the wrong way. Somebody should tell those NASCAR yeah. engineers or, they're smart. Or they could them. go backwards. If they drove that car backwards, it would be faster. 
But that hem is catching, it's catching. It's, you know what? They don't have to put it in the wind tunnel for me to tell. I can see the air going over it. How do you come up with these thoughts? What do you mean come up with it? It's just normal. It's just normal. So, I mean, everybody knows that if you, if you're, I mean, it's like a, it's like a sail. I mean, it's like a kite. If you had a kite that was curved in, it catches the air. If you have a kite that's curved out, it doesn't catch the air. I mean, how do you think the boats work? Wow. I mean, you have a boat. This is enlightening. I'm glad. I'm glad if I'm you had a sailboat instead of a pontoon boat with no battery, yeah. you would know. Why don't Why don't you get a battery? <laughs> because I I'm not going to go out on the lake right now anyway. It's too cold. Well, what do you? Why is it too cold? You can't put on clothes and stuff. Well, yeah, you could. You could put on a bunch of clothes and a bunch of coats and a hoodie and a toboggan and everything and get out there and put down the lake. You know, twenty miles an hour and the wind blowing and. Nah, no. That wouldn't be fun, would it? No. It'll Wait just, till it's warmer. Yeah. So I'll well, anyway, it. if you want to get us focused back on real estate, now's a great time to call in. We're coming home on the first break of the show. The number here live is 864-235-9405. If you got a question about how we buy and sell, how we borrow money, if you got a question, you want to sell us something, just call us and give us some details. I'll make you an offer right here on the air. I don't care. Um, again, that number is 864-235-9405. I'm Jason Dillard. Learn more about what we do at jasondillard.com, J-A-S-O-N-D-I-L-L-A-R-D.com, or you can call me on my office line at 864-444-7650. That's 864-444-7650. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you want to get in touch with me, my phone number is 864-444-7650 or go to my website, jasondillard.com. Tracy, before the break, was explaining to us how fast his race car is that's white instead of black. And that makes it quicker. But the other reason is something else, right? Something about the power or torque or... It's got a bigger engine than the last one. It's got a bigger engine. Oh, wow. So a bigger engine and a so you sold the old car, bigger engine and a faster, uh, more responsive transmission. So when you press the gas the last time, mm-hmm. it went fast, mm-hmm. and this time you press the gas, it goes faster, fa- faster. And let me, I'm assuming that the this car costs more than the last car. Um, it depends on how you look at it. I look at it like if I wrote a check <laughs> to buy the car. And everything you had to put in it, it would cost more than the other car. I know that you didn't buy a car. I got some pretty good deals. We'll just leave it at that. So you could you could sell it and make some money. I got. Well, I don't know. Mm, yeah, maybe you right could now flip I could. that thing. You could flip could. just like we flip houses. And I actually already got somebody that wants it bad. But they, oh, they how much get, money could you make? They ain't getting it. Could you? You want to? Maybe I want to get a contract to buy your car, and go out and sign the contract to the dude that wants it bad. That sounds like a great idea. You know, we do that stuff in real estate, but I wouldn't do that with you with this car because I already knew him. I mean, I could just call him myself. So why would somebody in real estate give me a contract to buy their house? Well, the, a seller would give you a contract because you're going to find a way to perform on the contract because it's a good deal. But if you can make a few bucks off that contract and let someone else step into your shoes and take on the obligation and the rights of that contract, 
then why wouldn't you? But in your case, it would be stepping to your flip-flops. Yeah, step And that's why I don't wear flip-flops. I don't like something between my toes. And my buyer already knows me. I mean, I'll wear sandals. I don't mind wearing sandals because I don't with have any. socks. I don't, I wear sometimes with socks. I admit it. Only, the only time I do wear socks with sandals is on the beach though. Cause I don't like the, the gritty feeling of the, of the sand between my sandals and my feet. So you're telling me that you wear socks and I've seen pictures, so I know it's true, but you wear socks at the beach so the sand doesn't get in between your feet and the sandal. But does yeah. sand not make its way into a sock? It doesn't. You don't feel it. it I mean, it's in there. But it's in, but, but see, when you go out in the water, when your socks and sandals on, all the sand comes off. That is so weird. And then when you're walking back to the, you know, to your chair, it's just kind of squishy, squish, squash, squish, squash. You know. See, I wouldn't like that. I don't like like squishy. Like, I mean, you wonder how I leave Greenville with my line. You know, the line I have on the bottom of my foot. Above my foot where my, where I'm more tan and then I'm white as a gallon of milk. Oh yeah, your tan line for your yeah, feet. Yeah, my tan yeah. line. My, cause I wear all these short socks. Well, when I come home, I have the same tan line. Because I've been wearing socks the whole time. You are so unique. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm dark above <laughs> and I'm gallon of milk white below. It could be a half gallon of milk too. Just white. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I know exactly what you're so, saying. I've got a visual now. So when you go, when you get on the, <laughs> when you press the gas of this new white car, why it got to be white? Uh, that's what James said. I mean, did, did you did you pick a different color, or is that what you just wanted to be it's just, different? It's just kind of what I wanted. You wanted a white car, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. Would all the other white race car people that go out and go as fast as they can for a quarter mile, do they do they drive white cars too or something? There's some, yeah. Are they fast? Mm-hmm. That's why then. They figured it out before me. Yeah, that's why. And all the other non-white cars so are how, slower. So how many seconds saying? does it take to go a quarter mile in the black car? Uh, it was 10.78 seconds was the fastest that ever, the black car ever went. And how fast is the white car? 10.16 in its first maiden voyage. What we call a maiden voyage. So that's voyage a half a second. Yeah. That's quicker. And how many, what about miles per hour? Uh, the mile per hour was really pretty doggone close to the same. But it must have got faster, quicker. But it, but it got there quicker. Yeah. It got up, it topped out about the same in a quarter mile. Yeah. But it got up quicker. Yep. It's a transmission. Transmission and engine. So it left, leaves the line harder. Gets out, you know. Yeah. So it's when fine. are you racing again? It's fine. When are you racing again? Um, well, there's not a specific planned event, uh, until February, maybe, I think. We'll have, so we'll have track gonna, days. So what are you going to do between now and then? Well, well, we'll have testing and track days at a couple of places that we go that I could get in between now and then, but I'll probably, I'll probably take it easy between now and then. Yeah. I, I might go once or twice, but I wonder if that hurts our life insurance. Have you have you talked to the no, life insurance people about it? No, I'm not I mean I know you skydive too. Well, I have. I haven't in a while, but they didn't have a problem with the skydiving. They they sold us life insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a buy sell agreement, Tracy and I in our in our business, where if something happens to him or me, one another buys each other's family out of our company with a life insurance policy, and we bought it a long time ago. So it's time to probably upgrade to a bigger life insurance policy. 
And um, we got a key man policy on me, which means you buy enough insurance to replace the key man by hiring somebody to and paying them. Right. And we have no key man on Tracy because no. I could replace him with a one armed monkey. Yep. I don't do I don't do yeah. that much. Yeah. So it, you know, if <laughs> I was gone, then he would have to hire a broker, and I've got I've got a license and so forth. You'd have to replace somebody with. But you don't. What do you have? I know. Do you, I, do you, I got I mean, nothing. I don't have any letters behind my name or anything. I don't even have a PhD. You almost got one. I though. did almost. You got a ring. I do have the. You ring. got the PhD ring. Uh-huh, I do. Parker High School diploma. I got two brokers. I got, Are we ever going to talk about real estate well, on this show? Well, we just were. You're talking about brokers, and I got two brokers in mind that if something happens to you. Are you planning it? Why, well, you just never know. I mean, <laughs> my goodness. No, I'm not planning it. Of course not. I'd miss you, man. <laughs> I miss you, man. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> Paul, we will, we'll be in the office, you know. Half a day because that's about how much we work, but half a day or all day or whatever. And and Jason, will, I'm going home. Okay, bye. It'll leave and it'll be like 32 seconds. And I'll call him. This is yeah. Jason. Hey, I'll still be hey, in man. the parking lot. Where are you, man? I miss you, man. I miss I'll still be in the. I was just now pulling out on Wade Hampton, and he's calling me already. Yeah, it's some very important question. Yeah, because if I don't call like right now and get an answer, I'm going to forget about it. But what were we talking about? Oh, broker. No, we got people in our office that have been agents long enough that I, if something happened to you, I'd probably make one of them the broker. Well, we can probably if, cancel if one of that key man then. Yeah. And save that 50 bucks a month or whatever the company's paying for that, that policy. One of them would probably do it without any, any, any bump in pay. Yeah. Yeah. That'd save our, that'd save us five, 40 something dollars a month. Yeah. Then you and I could take those 20 something dollars a piece. Man. Yeah. And then you could buy what a gallon of racing fuel, a couple gallons, two gallons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything equates to racing fuel. It's like when I was at Clemson, <laughs> everything equated to how many double chili cheese of plenties. Yeah, I mean because you know if you wanted to go out and do something that cost eight bucks, well that was a double chili cheese of plenty by then. So you had to really decide if you really wanted to sixteen spend that $8 dollars. That's two enough. double chili cheese of plenties. Nah, I'm just gonna keep my money because I might have to go to the Beacon soon. I know a double chili cheese of plenty at the Beacon now is probably fifteen dollars or something like that. Get but, your oil changed. Yes, yeah. most definitely. Yeah. You know, I haven't been there in a while. I'm glad you brought that up. That's what I should, that's what I should do today. I told you about my brother no. when we went to the Beacon. We drove from Clemson to the Beacon. We sat there. We ate our meal, and my brother finished his. And you know what he said? You gonna finish that? Yeah. Hey, hey you gonna eat the rest of that? So he's the only person I've ever seen that finished a double chili cheese of plenty and would have kept on eating. He probably wouldn't do that now, though. No, he's lost a bunch of weight. He's healthy now. Yeah. He's a healthy man. He's the principal. You know, he's the principal. Principal he, dealer. Principal dealer. Yeah, he's the one that runs the school. He's not a principal like me. I'm I actually, I'm a principal in a, in a, I made an offer on a property. Oh, yeah. I saw that contract laying on the, uh, yeah, on the printer fax machine it's, thing. As we were leaving yesterday, the broker called me and said I didn't sign in one of the places. No, really. I signed all the places I saw, but I was in a little bit of a hurry. You did it so quickly you missed one. So he's you did you get it fixed? Did you no. get it corrected? No, I'll have to fix it. So did he pres- was the offer already verbally agreed and yeah. now it's just a formality of getting it on the paper? Right. Yeah, the the letter of intent's been agreed to. And this is the deal in Columbia. Yep. Thirty doors, um, duplexes. So um, we're going to need some money for that too. By the way, we're going to need a hundred grand times six. 
That's six hundred. Six hundred. Oh, you, that's fast. See how I did that real quick. Yeah, I'm trying so, to teach my son how you can do that that quick in your head. Yeah, we're gonna buy especially those, when it's just a bunch of zeros. Buy you know? those and and sell them for about one hundred and twenty five or so. The duplexes. Well, they're they're separate tax ID numbers. They're condos. They're duplexed condos. They're condo duplexes. Okay, so like they okay. touch one another in one wall, but they have separate tax ID numbers. I understand now. Okay, so I have, I'm I'm going to go down there on it's Tuesday. It's kind of like the kind of like Jackie's office, that little complex, kind of like the old St. Mark, kind of like every other condo that you ever think about. Every other condo in the world that has separate ownership, but per they're size. really not condos because they're not, there's no homeowners association because they all have their own everything. They're on their own street. They're on their own everything. So they just what, have that shared wall. So what do they do when it's time to replace a roof? And you got two different owners with a common roof. I don't know. And I want my roof with 30 year architectural black and you want yours with a 20 year tab brown fleck. I want it, white. Now I got a, white's faster. Now I got a roof. Well, house is sitting still. It don't need to go fast. So, but if you, if the two owners want two different roof types, I have to look at that. They might have separate roofs. It might be attached with the, yeah. Sometimes you or there may them. be a, you know how they have the, the shared driveway agreement? Uh huh. There may be a shared roof or siding agreement just with the, just with the neighbors. I don't know. I haven't done my due diligence yet. Well, let's make sure we diligence that out. You know, you know, it's different when you're making offers on stuff you've never seen. You know, people are blown away by the fact that we own stuff we've never seen. Yeah. What do you got to see it for? And you make offers before you see it, negotiate. Get the price you want, get the terms you want, and then go see it. Because why would I go see something I don't already have her in a contract? Well, it's different if you're going to make an offer on a house that you want to live in. You definitely want to go see it and then make the offer. I already because have what a house. Because what if you don't even want it? Why make the offer if you're not going to want it? You know, if you don't like the neighborhood or if you don't like the flow of the house or whatever. But for investment property, why you got to see it before you make the offer? Yeah. It's just numbers on a piece of paper. Make so the I, offer. Get so it how did I, So how did I know what to offer? That's the question. We can explain that when we come back from the bottom of the hour break. Now will be a great time to get your questions answered about how to make that offer at 864-235-9405 to get on the show live. 864-235-9405. When we come back, we'll talk about how I knew what to offer on that property. So don't go anywhere. I'm Jason Dillard, jasondillard.com, or my phone number is 444-7650. We'll be right back. If you're behind on payments and need a little cash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need to sell fast. Call 444-7650. Call 444-7650. If you're tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need a little cash. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you want to sell a house quickly, give me a call at 444-7650 or any other type of property. We're looking at multifamily. We're looking at warehouses. Um, we just got a contract to buy some retail space in Georgia. We don't own anything in Georgia. Georgia. We're about to. We got some North Carolina property. We got some South Carolina. So... If you got anything, give me a call, 864-444-7650. If you want to get involved in what we're talking about, 
and get your questions answered about real estate investing on the air. It's 864-235-9405. Before the break, we're talking about how I made an offer this week on 30 doors. Now, they're not really 30 doors. There's 30 front doors. Yeah. There's a lot more doors in there. I mean, there's bathroom doors. There's, there's doors to the bedrooms. Closet pantry doors. Yeah, there's a back door. Kitchen cabinet doors. A door is a unit, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a door represents, door represents a unit. Yeah, it's just lingo. It's, yeah, it's so, investor lingo. So they, they're renting verbiage. They're rentals, but they happen to have separate tax ID numbers. So when this came across my desk and it had separate tax ID numbers, I said to myself, self, cause that's what I call myself when I talk to myself. I said, self. What do you call yourself? When I said, you talk self. To yourself? I can make an offer on this and maybe do something different with part of the property than I do with the other part of the property. So that gave me an idea. I had an idea to make an offer to buy all of them, but pay more for some and less for other units. So that's what I did. So I made that offer. And how did I know? How did I know what to offer when you're making an offer on, on investment property? I don't know, Jason. How did you know what to offer on this investment property? Well, investment property, you determine what it's worth by the income it produces minus all the expenses. So if it makes $100 a year and it costs $50 a year to pay all the expenses, taxes, insurance, maintenance, repairs, take out some vacancy, property management, put back, put back a little bit of money for reserves because stuff's going to break. So that's 50 bucks and you make, you make a hundred. And you take away 50, then how much do you have left at the end of the year? 50. 50. Yeah. So you you look at how much it makes, and then you calculate how much you think the um, – how much you would pay for that much income. So if I want to make 10% of my money, and I know I'm going to make 50 bucks a year, how much can I pay for it? 500 bucks. $500. So I did that. That's how I knew how much to pay. So I had a I had a an interest rate in mind that I wanted to earn. So if you pay five hundred bucks for it, and it makes fifty bucks a year after all the expenses, everybody else is doing all the work, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in yeah, ten years you got all your money. Hold back. Hold on a minute, professor. I'm writing this down. Is that right? In ten years you got all your money back. Uh, well, I don't because I got to get half to you. <laughs> I love it. I got to give awesome. half to you because you you and I are fifty fifty partners. But in Theory on paper. If you paid cash. If you pay cash, in 10 years you got your money back on that particular example. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but we always get a lump bank loan probably on something big like yeah, this. Yeah, because we're not just paying $500 for something. It's, yeah, I mean, this is a two, <laughs> this is a classroom two and a half million dollar property, so this more than likely we'll be getting a bank loan. Yeah, we would have paid cash for that, except I spent that last week on race car parks. Yeah, it, the, the fuel. Yeah. The fuel we were talking about earlier hurt yeah. that. Uh-huh. So you know how much to pay for a, an investment property by backing into how much it makes and what the interest rate, What and that's called a cap rate. The cap rate is how much you want to make. Capitalization yeah, and across the, the nation. The amount of money you get to keep if, if it's free and clear, if it doesn't have a, any debt, it's called the net operating income. So there you go. Now you know. Right. Debt but, service doesn't factor into capitalization or cap rates. No, because who knows what kind of debt you might have when you buy it. Mm-hmm. So the debt I have and the debt you have might be different debt. I might have no debt. You might have fully leveraged. Right. So the the debt doesn't factor into the value of the property when you're trying to buy something. Now, the debt's super important. Matter of fact, we'll talk about how how important debt is in a minute. But first, but first we've got a call. 
Um, we got somebody. Yeah, somebody. How you oh. doing there, somebody? Hello. Hey, what can we do for you this morning? Well, I'm just curious if you have any recommendations for a young girl, uh, single with a, an infant less than a year old, living in a HUD home. December 14th was yesterday, um, and she got a notice that her apartment rent is going up $83 a month. How much is her rent right now? Rent is two sixteen. Two sixteen a month, based based on your income. Okay, and it's going up to about three hundred. Well, three hundred two or three hundred three. Three hundred two. Right. Okay, so and on top, so my question is, where's your incentive to do better when you get a um, fifty cent raise at work? And your apartment rent goes up eighty two, eighty three, whatever it is, eighty dollars a month. They're hitting one. They're There's hitting not. One. So, yeah. Well, right. So, I mean, our system is just kind of messed up. There's, yep. There's reason for. So, I mean, I'm I'm a little a lot older, and I want to help her to make her see that you know it's okay. You just, the struggle is real, but it's worth it. Yeah. The, well, it's it's the, not worth it. You have to get all the way up to a. a an income that you can really afford your own place before it feels like it was worth it. And it's sad that the way it works is while you're moving to that point, it's like you're getting, um, you're getting penalized for doing better. Um, she has one green chair in her apartment that she's lived in for three months. So she was hoping to save a little money. That's why she took a second job. This is her second job. Um, to save some money, get some uh, furniture, and then save some money and go back to school. I mean, to get a, like some type of training. Um, you just have to green, put your, you just have to keep working. And, a green chair. and you know what okay. the sad part is? When she gets to be successful one day and she's making enough money to pay all her bills, then she becomes a little more successful. The government will take her money in the different way. So the government's going to help her now and make it less likely for her to succeed by taking some of the cash, by raising her rent right. as she increases her income. But then you get to a certain income, and instead of her getting to keep a you know a certain percentage, she's going to get to a point where it's going to be even more income is going to go away from her. But that but that's the world we live in. So you know it's worth it. So it's this, worth it to keep working. Partner. This apartment is now going to be three hundred. It it's it can it's the potential it would tops out. I think at seven hundred. So I mean, she she would have to have a really good job. And how's she going to get? How's she going to do that? Yeah, you just have to be smart. I mean, I there was a, there they, was a time in my life I had to have a roommate. Yes, that's well, what I was thinking about. Yeah, roommate. and I, I mean, I had I didn't have a choice. I mean, I either had to have a roommate or I or I had to move back in with my mama. I don't, I don't think they'd let her have a roommate in the, in HUD housing. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know either. Um, but you just have to get creative and, and find that second and third job, find your side, find that side hustle, you know, whatever that side hustle is. And and, and, and that's what I'm trying to teach her to do things illegally. I don't feel good about that. No, 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 no we're not talking no, about, no, not illegally. No, I, uh, no. no I'm finding, find a job that pays under the table that's illegal. Well, she could start a business, you know, if she had a small business that she could deduct a lot of her expenses, 
then she could probably make a little bit more money without making her rent go up. But it's not going to go. She's not going to make a whole lot more because it's going to it's, it's just going to go away inside of that that rent. But right. the, but it's, look on the bright side. She's got the government helping her right now as much as the government will. And if it wasn't for that, she would be paying seven hundred a month already. So there's always a silver lining. It would still be in a hotel room. Um, the there's no programs, no incentives to, for furniture, anything. I mean, I, I think yeah, this could have laid on their desk till January. Okay, your, your church. That's, yeah, yeah, a local That's church. Local church is a great place. Yeah, your church. I mean, the, but let the people that your church know there's a need, and you'll be surprised how fast. The need is met when and when your church knows. And that, but that's not what she wants. She wants to do it herself. Well, sometimes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, I had to. Again, I mean, I, all I can do is example in what's happened in my life, and right. I had to I had to have people help me at points in my life when I was young. So you just have to accept the help. But I appreciate so the I, call, and that that's that's, that's a real concern. It's a real concern, uh, and we have we actually have a property that. We kind of have to be careful with the families that live there because if they get more income, their subsidy from the government will drop and it'll hurt them. So you have to explain yeah. to them, be careful. If you go get a job, make sure you get a job that pays a but lot more than quit. a little bit more. She really could quit work and her apartment rent be free and she would be maxed out with everything. Yeah. Well, that's it's a, Well, I appreciate the call. We're coming up on a break. Thanks, sir. Uh, you're welcome. All right, so there you go. There's a um, situation that we we've hear, we've heard over and over again, and as rent rates continue to go up, it's going to be harder and harder for folks to afford to live where they're living. So start working now and focus now. We had a, a situation that we can talk about after the break. We got a, about thirty seconds left and got a break. We do have a situation we can discuss that's happened this week, where someone's living in a house for a long, long time and didn't plan ahead, and now what? So you kind of want to think ahead a little bit, you know. It's going to rain one day, right? Yeah, if, but get your umbrella ready. That's right. So I'm Jason Dillard. If you want to get involved in the program, 235-9405 is the number. That's 864-235-9405. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you want to get in touch with me, my phone number is 444-7650 or go to the website jasondillard.com. If you want to get involved in the last part of the show and get your questions answered about real estate, we're live, 864-235-9405 is the number to get on the air. That's 864-235-9405. Before the break, we had a call from a, a mother, it sounded like, that has a daughter that's struggling and um, going to have to work harder to find a way to make more than you need because the government takes part of it. And it's kind of backwards of what you would normally hear from folks that have money because, you, you know, the more you work, the more the government takes. But the more you work, the more the government won't give when they're helping you. So it's a hard struggle to get from zero to that whatever that number is, that amount of money you make per year to afford to pay for everything on your own when you're young. And then one day you get a little older and realize they're going to take some of what your excess is and help the folks that, that need help. But maybe you should plan. Maybe there should be a plan there. And the, one of the things that Tracy and I, I, we actually had a conversation this week with a, a financial planner and, and got us talking about our life insurance and whether it's big enough and everything. And, 
and there's all kind of ways out there to save money and make sure you have plenty of money for, for your retirement. But we couldn't figure out mathematically how putting money in anything was going to be better than just can continue to buy real estate. We can continue to buy real estate and let the tenant pay off the house, let the cash flow come in, let a lender lend us the money to pay for most of the house, if not all of it. And there's no mathematical way for us to beat that return in any other type of investment that we know about. You know, you can buy stocks, bonds, mutual funds, annuities. This happened to be a whole life policy that we were looking at maybe adding on to our term um, that had a component in it that would give us the a floor and a ceiling of income. Um, and there were some tax benefits there. But there's already tax benefits. There's already appreciation. There's already depreciation. There's already um, tenants that are paying your houses off if you invest in real estate. So it's now it's work. It's different. You can put money with a company that sells you an annuity and you're going to make 0% or you're going to make 10% or somewhere in between and you just make your money and you just look at a statement. You've got to do absolutely nothing for it. Now, well, or you can go out and buy rental property and your cash on cash return may be 20% over the life of that owning that property. But there's going to be times where it's not going to be 20%. You're going to have to write checks to replace heat and air system. You're going to have to, there's going to be times when the tenant doesn't pay. I know, I know it's hard for you to believe, Tracy, but you know, all tenants pay until they don't. No. Are you serious? They always pay until they don't pay. And every roof will eventually leak. Did you know that? Or, yeah, I do know that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was in a building yesterday and noticed that the roof is leaking. So I have to get that fixed. Which building? The toy building. Well, it only leak, leaks when it rains. Right. Though, right. As soon as it quits raining, it'll quit leaking. I'm so probably it's not, not a big go, deal. No, I'm not going to worry about it. You don't have to worry about that. So you don't need extra money but you're for talking roof about, leaks in, in real estate. <laughs> talking about a rental house that doesn't have income. This might be a sore spot. Maybe I shouldn't bring it up. But, you know, sometimes you have houses that it takes four, five, six months to get the power back on so you can actually get it remodeled and re-rented. Huh? Huh? That's what I said. Why does it take four, five, six months? You tell me and we'll all know. I know why. <laughs> it's just a comedy the of bolts, errors. The bolts. It's just a comedy of errors. I could. I don't even have enough time left in the program so, to take exactly what So it's what not happened. a really good idea to have one rental unless you have plenty of reserves. If you've had 20 rentals... Yeah. Your reserves don't have to be as big because the other 19 were rented while we were dealing with this house that didn't have power. Yeah. This one house that we do have a payment on that we're still paying taxes and insurance on that we have zero income. Hey, we hey, can but we haven't had a power bill on it. Well, they, yeah, the good news is we haven't had to pay for power. We got water bill the whole time. No, no, Juan turned it off. A Juan turned the water bill off? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's just sitting there. Yeah, so it's only costing us the payment to the guy that's listening right now. The taxes and the insurance. The taxes and insurance. And, you know, the rent, if it was ready to be rented, it's probably, you know, we're missing six fifty, seven hundred a month, seven fifty, whatever it is. So we're missing that for the last four, five, six months. I've lost track but of time. But now we've figured out what's wrong and yes. we're about to fix it. Hopefully be resolved soon. And yeah. we own enough real estate that that's okay. So we're our plan for our for our retirement is buy more, keep paying them off. And the returns just keep getting better and better because hopefully we're smarter and smarter with what we're doing with the excess money that we're making. But so we're planning ahead. Right. And our return. And then on the other flip, on the flip side, 
We have a situation right now where we bought a house, and the reason we bought the house was it was in an opportunity zone. So I don't know if we have time near the end of the show to explain it, but I'll talk real fast because I can talk fast. If you buy a property in an opportunity zone and you spend as much money on the property as you paid for it and you create an opportunity fund, then you can hold the property is for 10 years and sell the property and not have to pay a capital gain. So we happened to buy a property in an opportunity zone that was rented. Okay, so the family living there has been living there a long time that was rented. Well, we have to spend equal to what we paid for the house to remodel the house. Well, the whole strategy was give the family a 30-day notice, work with them, find a place for them to go that they can afford, go into the house and basically spend as much on the house as we paid for the house. Okay. Which is a very extensive remodel. So you don't leave that with somebody living there. Can't leave somebody in. And then the house should rent for triple what the family that used to be living there was paying. So that's the whole strategy. Well, then when you actually meet with the family living there, explain to them that you're the new owner, explain to them as they've got a 30 day notice and give them some extra time if they need it, help them. We would have given them some moving money. Um, we would have helped them with a place to go. We actually own apartments that they could have probably moved into with the same rent, but it didn't work out like that, did it, Tracy? Cause the family mm-hmm. been living there for how long? 27 years. So for 27 years, you've been living in a house and you just think one day, you know, one day you're going to have to move probably yeah. unless you die before you have to move. Surely. But I even after, hope. even if you die, you have to move. You st- yeah. You still have to move. They ain't going to leave you there. One out of one. Yeah. It's just statistically proven. That yeah. That one out of one of us are going to die. Yeah. So eventually he was going to move. Yeah. Even if the same guy let him live there forever. But I can't. For the life of me, figure out how. Uh, you know, maybe over these years, this person has thought of this, but maybe they haven't. I don't know. But you know, they've paid well below market rent for a number of years. Way, way below market rent for sure right now. And didn't think that with no long-term written lease, that there might be a day where they somebody might ask them to move. You know, they brought up that, well, I've paid enough rent over the, all these years I could have paid for this house. I'm like, yeah, you, you, you did, did that for that's, the person we bought it from. That's all tenants. Every tenant, it, whether it's a 30 year tenant or 30 different one year tenants, they're paying for the property. It, I mean, it is what it is, you know, but the beauty of renting is you don't have to pay the tax bill. You don't pay the insurance bill. You don't pay to fix stuff when it breaks. You do have you an can ending. pack up in the middle of the night and move if you need to. It's not quite that easy if you own the home. So you know there's there's pros and cons to renting and owning, and I can you know I can I can get on my soapbox and preach both sides of it. But for this particular family, when you don't plan ahead, you've been enjoying that benefit all these years, and all of a sudden, a new owner has bought the property and, and needs you to move. Uh, you know, what do you do? I mean, it could have been somebody who's going to live in the house. Yeah. I mean, so I, you know, I went to the court and I told him, I said, I, you know, I could have bought the house for me to live in. I could have bought the house for my mama to live in. It's nothing personal. Yeah, you could have bought it to tear it down and build a, a house twice as big. Yeah. But we got it worked out. You know, mediator was there. Um, 
which I learned something new yesterday. Was that? This may have been going on for years, something you may have already known. It's, but what, what South Carolina, and I'm sure other states, but South Carolina started doing this eight or nine years ago. So you and I, in a civil case, we have a right to request a jury trial over any, any civil case of any kind, no mm-hmm. matter what it is. Well, they call for mediation for everybody that calls for a jury trial. So, you know, Scott's told us stories about getting a speeding ticket or something crazy and asked for a jury trial. So there's all kinds of people in there for all different kind of cases. Well, they call for mediation. They have professional licensed mediators that paid to get that license, but then they volunteer in the court system. Now, this could be a retired attorney. The one that helped us was a retired attorney from Florida. Moved to the upstate two or three years ago, loves it, you know, and he just, this is his retirement. This is his fun, whatever. So this is his racing. This is his racing. That's right. So a mediator comes in. They listen to you. They listen to me. They listen to us together. They even say, well, you want to meet private. So we took time aside. That's why I was there two and a half hours. You know, we met in private and then he met them in private. And then ultimately they've learned over this eight year period that 79% of the cases that people have requested a jury trial resolve themselves in mediation. So they're saving the taxpayer dollars by not having to move forward to a jury trial. So that remaining percentage, that 21% is the only ones that go to jury trial. And so anyway, we, we, so came we could to have our, ended up with a jury trial. Oh, could have, you know, we could have ended up with a jury trial. Uh, but instead, we came to an agreement. Now, one of the questions I had them, for the attorney. It gave them more time. And, you know, for our side, more than likely, we would have been, we, I don't even know if you heard the whole story, but we gave them until March 1st. Mm-hmm. So they're going to pay normal rent, not, not the raised rent. They're going to pay the normal rent they've always been paying, January, February, on time. And then we'll get possession March 1st. What if they don't move? Well, that's a whole separate, we'll start another. It's a court order already. So, I'll, no, we don't want to start over an eviction. It's a court order. So they'll be in violation of that. But, so they just do a writ of ejectment. Yeah. Then. But assuming they do what they have agreed to do, for us, if they had just, if we had come to an impasse yesterday, well, we probably wouldn't have gotten on the court. They knew they were going to lose. They knew they were going to get evicted. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hate for it to happen that way, but. Um, it would have been probably mid-February before we got back in front of the court again anyway. And then they might have ordered to set out for a week later. So it would have been the end of February no matter what we did. So it, but that it, wouldn't have been a friendly, that would have been friendly, you know, forcibly taking someone out of a house. Right. At least this way, you know, it gives them and, a little more time to find something. And we're going to try to help them find something too. Yeah. So anyway, great story. Yeah, that was real real estate right deep down in Greenville. What's really happened, what a real landlord does. If you want to know more about what we do or get involved in what we do, my number is 864-444-7650. Go to my website, jasondillard.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-D-I-L-L-A-R-D.com. We're always looking for more property to buy. And remember, the biggest reason for failure isn't lack of knowledge or ability. It's in action. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every single time. 